Somebody say, I'm still work in progress. Yes, yes. Are you there with me? Let's say, let's say, my God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, far above, super abundant, beyond what I ask or what I imagine. It's the kind of God that we serve. You don't serve a small God, you serve a big God. He is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above what you have been imagining. So let's still be in the atmosphere of prayer. And then just, I want to give you like five seconds. And then look at your current condition and look beyond what you want to see. You want to see your life transformed. You want to see your children transformed. You want to experience total healing. You want to experience restoration. You want to experience financial liberty. You want to experience liberty for your children in your marriage. I don't know what it is. I want you to begin to imagine what it is, what picture. You see, because until you can see it, you cannot have it. This is a year of kingdom vision. Until you can see it, you cannot have it. What do you want to see? What, 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 what is it that when God does, you can see that this God has done it? Because until you can see, don't give God anything to do. As a pastor, until I see, until I have a picture of what I want God to do, God cannot do it for me. As a father, until I see what I want God to see, God cannot do it for me. As a husband, until I see what God wants to do, he cannot do it for me. I need to be, begin to recalibrate, begin to recalibrate. And Father, I thank you that you have sanctified our minds here. And then we seen you have, you have anointed our eyes. And then we see the way you want us to see. Because you are able to do beyond what we are seeing. And that's why we honor you. And that's why we give you the praise. That I will give you all the glory in Jesus' name. And somebody shout that believe in amen. amen. Let's give a clap unto the Lord. Please take your seat. God bless you for coming. Amen and amen. amen. God bless you, young man. Mr. Romy said, you want to share testimony? Come, share testimony. And then let's go on with our service. Good morning. Praise God. Um, my, I wanted to share a testimony of God's goodness. On Friday, it was, I got promoted. And uh, thank you. And I was really not excited because that was a position that I had held uh, some time ago. So today, my Lord placed in my heart to share some scriptures and some information for you all, and that's why I tested Pastor. And this is just a confirmation that what Pastor said, he gave me three, three scriptures to share with you, and one was Ephesians 3.20. I have it written here. So, and it tells us, you know, that our God is able to give us more than we could ever imagine, more than we, what we can ask for. When I started come to, coming to this church, the enemy attacked 
me in my career. But now I know the reason that I'm sharing this is to give somebody uh, encouragement, some hope, faith, you know, that you cannot focus on your current situation. You need to focus in God. You cannot limit God's power. Because little did I know that when the enemy wanted to attack my career, my God was just preparing me to give, you, to give me more than I could ever imagine. So today, my, my promotion here, I want to acknowledge the source of my promotion because it's God. I went through this. I went through litigation. The case is still pending. So this is simply God. You know, and I just want to tell you that sometimes we just focus on the challenge that we're going on and we don't see what's around us, what God is doing in our lives. God has done so many great things. It was because of that. I started here coming to church. You know what? They just gave me uh, the opportunity to develop a relationship with God. That's where I continue coming to church and learning about God. And he used me as a vessel to bless others. During that time also, my father was diagnosed with cancer. So that just gave me the drive to be connected with God and to learn more of his word. Because that's our rights as Christians. You know, so God healed my father. So even through that, you know, God also reconstructed my marriage. I was going through a hard time. Yes, if I would have just focused on the career, I would have failed to see the great blessings that God was doing for me. Amen. Yet, it was hard at work, and of course, we're disappointed. But God was just working in all the facets of my life. Um, when we were here, and uh, when I started, and I know that Pastor... Both pastors would tell us, you know, that invite your husbands and all this stuff. That was something that I thought it was, nah, it's not going to happen. Now I praise God because my husband is here, because my husband is growing with me spiritually. So those are blessings. And that's why I just wanted to share this, to not just focus on your current situation because God is working. Do that self-check. What is it that you're doing? Ask God to search your heart. What is it that I'm doing? Why did this happen? Am I aligned to God's word? Those are things that you need to consider. Because it's very easy for us to blame God for this. Why did this happen? But we just fail to see where is it, what is it that we're doing? Are we aligned? What is it that we're doing to our fellow uh, brothers and sisters? It's important, church, that I don't care what challenge you're going through. Do that self-check. As God to search your heart, to reveal anything that does not bring glory unto him and to change you. So now I praise God because even though it's, uh, it's a promotion now, and I'm not focusing on the financial aspect. I'm focusing that, you know what, I am going to be achieved, but you know, now I'm a new creation. The things Amen. that I do, Amen. the things that I do, the, my actions, even though I work for the federal government and it's very uh, complicated to talk about religion uh, at uh, work. But you know what? I'm going to show them that I'm on a new creation. Why? By my actions. By the way I talk. What, by the way I speak. If I have an opportunity to plant that seed about God, I'm going to do it. So I just want to give thanks to God for this that he has done. Because it was simply him. It was not men. The source of this blessing is him. So to him be the glory and the honor. 
And I hope that whatever you're going through, you don't lose sight. Don't let the enemy fool you and focus on that challenge. I want you to realize and look around you. How is it that God is doing? Because God has more than you could ever imagine. He's the only one that could do that to you. So I hope that this testimony will bless you all. And don't lose faith. Thank you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I stretch out my hands upon your daughter. One of your noble servants says something. Preach the gospel at all times, by all means. And if necessary, use words. So Father, I pray that your light will shine through her. That she doesn't have to use words to preach. But Father, her life, the glory, the fervence of your glory that come through her life. Father, will be enough to do the job. So Father, men and women will come and seek you through the glory that you place upon her. I thank you. I cover her and her family. Come against every attack. And Father, Father, I use this as a point of contact and pray for every family in this house. This year, we're looking through your eyes, not through our eyes. And Father, every promotion that is pending, I activate the name of Jesus. Every increase that is pending, I activate the name of Jesus. And Father, every testimony that is pending, oh God, I activate the name of Jesus. May you alone be honored in Jesus. Did somebody say amen. Let's give a clap unto the Lord. God bless you. Amen and amen. So she pretty much preached my message already so we can close the service. Amen. You know, um, this month, the, the, the theme the Lord gave us was um, that we are vessels of honor. Somebody say, I'm a vessel of honor. No, you don't, I, I don't think you believe it. Somebody say, I'm a vessel of honor. You know what that means? It means that your life attracts honor. Your life attracts what? Honor. And then I explain here that when we say honor, it means respect. It means value. Right? It means value. It means the value that we put on things. Right? The value that we put on things. And so um, I'd planned, you know, as a pastor, when the Lord gives me a theme, I sit down and I plan for the month. So I'd planned that today I was going to teach on... Um, Honoring the body of Christ, how we can honor one another and stuff like that. And the Lord says, no, that's nonsense. Don't preach that. Go back and preach honoring me. Yeah. Amen. You know, on, uh, I don't remember one of these when we were teaching about honor. I think it was the first Sunday I talked about honoring God and worshiping him and stuff like that. And it's very good. The Lord says that. Um, many, of, many of my children honor me with their lips, but their heart is far away. Oh, mercy. Somebody say mercy. <laughs> yeah. Says that, no, no, no. Tell them. Because, see, when, when you truly honor me, the things you do will be different. If you have honor for someone, you have utmost respect for that person, then you know how you talk to him and how you talk about him and how you treat his word. Yeah. The honor you give to somebody depends on the premium you put on the person's word. Am I teaching? 
So God is saying that my children talk about me, but they don't put premium on my word. But a man is as good as his word. <laughs> if your word is no good, then you are no good. <laughs> yeah, it's actually it's that simple. If your word is no good, then you are no good. So it doesn't matter what I say about you. Oh, you are awesome. You are wonderful. You are beautiful. You are lovely. If I don't value your word, right, all that I said was junk. And many believers, many believers, we come to church like we did a couple of seconds ago. We lift our hands, myself included. Oh, Lord, you are beautiful. You are awesome, right? You are, you are marvelous. Okay, what is, the, what is the proof that God is marvelous? The proof that he's marvelous is the power that we, or the premium we put on his word. So if he's marvelous and then we don't treat his word as being marvelous, then all that we are saying that God is marvelous is just junk. Yeah? It's just like somebody just flattering somebody just to get their way out. As Americans will say, I don't want to use the word in the pulpit, but you go to work and then you are just BSing your way out and then you just, just want to make sure that your boss knows. But you know, you go outside, you talk something else about your boss. But when your boss is there, oh, you are the best boss in the whole world. And then that is what we are doing to God. We come over here. And then, see, we have, the, we have the mental idea that we have come into the house of God. We have come to the presence of God, right? So this, this place is for God. Because this place is for God, okay, it all belongs to you. My hallelujah belongs. You deserve. And then we sing and then we dance and then we cry, right? And then the moment we walk outside this place, now the whole world is for us. Now God is not in control anymore. So when things happen... We don't look at God. Now we, we tell ourselves, how can I figure it out? How can I make it happen? And sometimes we make things happen denying the integrity of God's word. So that's what the Lord wants us to look at today. And there are many believers who are carrying burdens that they should not be carrying. Dealing with issues that they don't have to deal with. And the problem is so simple. Yes, God is good. Yes, God is awesome. God is miraculous. But my case, God has not seen a case like my case. So I need to handle it my way. The devil, we are, the devil has succeeded in making our case so specialized. <laughs> making our problem so specialized. Listen, listen. Bible says there is nothing new under the sun. Everything that is happening has what? Has happened before. So there is nothing new for you to make your case so specialized that God cannot come through for you. So I thank God for the testimony this was sharing. Right? Sometimes being a believer means that, I mean, you're going to get demoted. Yes, where is God? God is there. Somebody say, God is there. Because I know that Romans 8.28 is true. It says that, 
For I know that all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord and are called according to what? His purpose. Yeah. There's a songwriter who passed into glory a couple of years ago. He said that, I thank God for the mountains and I thank God for the valleys and I thank God for the things that he's brought me through because if I never had those things, I never wouldn't know how God could break me out of them. There are some challenges that we go through. They are actually by the enemy, but God allows it so that he can promote that into glory. Oh, Jesus. I feel like a preacher. I want to teach, but I feel like preaching. Because... Because Bible says that your, the faith or your confidence or the honor that you have in God will be tested. Just like everybody else, faith is being tested. So there is no new problem that you're going through that the devil wants you to think that you are the only one. No, 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 no. Everybody. Someone say everybody. If you are living on this earth, it doesn't matter whether you serve or you don't serve God, you are going through something. The difference between believers is that our faith in God and our confidence in God brings us out of the hand of the enemy. So my job as a teacher and a pastor and as your shepherd is to equip you with the tools so that when trouble comes, not if, but when. (laughs) Tell your neighbor it's just a matter of time. Tell your neighbor it's just a matter of time. Yeah. It's just a matter of what? Of time. But you don't have to fall under oppression. You have to come out and then give your own testimony. And I see you sharing your own testimony. Oh, I don't don't know where I'm preaching. I need to find a different place to preach. No, because you see, everybody is going through something. Or everybody just came out of something. Or everybody's about going going through something. At every stage in life is this. You just came out of it and you are celebrating, so enjoy, right? Or you are just about to enter in or you are in it. It doesn't matter whether you are about to enter, you entered or came out. God will always get what? The glory. And that is where honoring God comes in. Honoring God with our faith. Honoring God with what? With our faith. Honoring God with our faith. And what is faith? Faith is absolute confidence in God, in the integrity of his word. That I know and I know and I know that what he said, he will come through for me. Oh my goodness. Hebrews eleven six. 6. Are you there with me? Turn to your Bible and let's read some scriptures. We thank you, Holy Spirit. Breathe upon your word. Minister grace unto this house, Almighty God. I lift the blood against every satanic attack against your children, O God. And Father God, I break your children free, Almighty God, as many whose minds have been entangled, as many who have been lied to by the enemy that they will not come through. Father, I silence the voice of darkness, Almighty God. As many, O God, who are put at a place where they want to compromise the integrity of your word, I pray that you strengthen them, Almighty God. Let them come out, Almighty God, and share their own testimony of how you brought them through, Almighty God. Father, I see in this house, Almighty God, men and women coming out, Almighty God, uh, and sharing testimonies that the enemy threw an arrow, but you shot the arrow back to the enemy. (laughs) Oh, Oh, Jesus. You know, 
two days ago or so, I don't remember which day it was. I was just walking, 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 walking. And all of a sudden, I realized that I, I was feeling a sharp pain over here. I'm like, I don't know where this thing came from. I don't know where this thing came from. Then the spirit just stared me. I said, no, any arrow shot at me, I fire back. <laughs> Listen, don't take those things for granted. These are arrows. I fire, I fire, I fire before I realize the thing has gone. And, and, and the Lord was just telling me. You know, sometimes what I've seen as a pastor is that sometimes when I'm going through something, it's because somebody in the church is going through it. Yeah, I've seen that a lot. Because me, I don't get sick. So when I get, I get sick somewhere, it means that it's, the Lord is prompting me to pray for somebody. So I want to pray for somebody in this house who, who this, this past week felt a sharp pain in your, this part is called left, right? In your left, in your left leg. Anybody feel some sharp pain? Lift up your hands. Let me pray for you right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, the arrow of the enemy the wicked arrow of the enemy that has been shot at your children of oh God and neutralized it fell by the blood and I send that arrow back to the source in the name of Jesus. I command total restoration right now. Just as you restored me, you're going to restore them right now. We take this as a testimony in Jesus and somebody say amen. 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 Somebody say I'm healed. I'm healed. Somebody say I'm free. I'm free. Yes. So the arrow... Uh, the enemy throws arrows. Arrows. Don't play with them. When you feel them, send them back to the source. Even if you don't know, say that, Father, whatever source that thing is coming from, I'll send it back to the source. You don't lose anything if it's nothing. But if it's something you don't, and you play with it, it's going to destroy you. Yeah. Don't play nice with the enemy. Hebrews 11, 6, are you there with me? Yeah. I have a few notes. Let me write. Let me say a few things of the of the note. So how do we honor God? We honor God by loving Him, loving others, right? Getting excited about His work. There are many people are no longer excited about God's work anymore. God willing, the month of um, March, it's your month of greater works. Someone say greater works. Yes, Jesus said that the things that I did, you shall do. And then what? And greater. So Jesus expects us to do greater things. And we have to be excited. Yeah. 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 Listen, life, listen, life is not about I went to job and I get a paycheck and then I bought about five condos or six houses. No, no, no. Life is more than that. Yeah, I mean, life is about we being about our father's business, being instrument that our father can use us to do great things. That in our workplaces, lives will be transformed. In our workplaces, the sick will be healed. It doesn't have to be here. Yeah. And that's what last I was sharing the church. That I thank God that this is one of the most healthiest church in the whole world. Amen. Amen. Yeah. yeah. I, oh, yes. Let's give a clap unto the Lord. Yeah. You give altar call for the sick. Nobody is sick. I said, wow. Thank you, Jesus. The word of God is what? Is working. Listen. Listen, you have to graduate from I'm sick, pray for me, to I'm working in divine health. Yeah. It means that when the enemy brings sickness, you reject it. <laughs> because the enemy will always, always, enemy will always, he's not stopping. He will always, I'll open the scripture over here. He will always find ways and means to bring something on you. But you have to train yourself to do what? To reject it. Wrong address. Wrong address. Wrong address. Because when we were babies, 
We used to be pampered. But now that we have grown. Because this church is not a church for just I came on Sunday. This is a church to train and raise leaders. Somebody say I'm a leader. And that means that somebody is dependent on you for healing. So you have to train yourself to know how to receive healing for yourself. And then you can administer healing. Yes. That's honoring God. We honor God at the workplaces. We drive demons out of families. Yes. At our shopping malls, at our family meetings, when we gather and we meet all kinds of people. With all kinds of ideology, demons oppressing them. We can call them and pray for them. And that is why, see, that's why I'm so excited about the next vision that the Lord has given me. I'm so excited. I'm so excited because I see, I see a place, I see a place where the glory of the Lord dwells. Amen. 24 hours. Amen. Amen. You come under the glory. Children come in oppressed, but they live what? Liberated. Because of the glory. You can't come under the glory of the Lord and remain oppressed. No, 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 no. It doesn't happen. No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. Not at all. Not at all. Right? You honor God but obey his commands. Not only when it's convenient, but even when it's not what? Convenient. Yeah. There are many people who believe that only when God's instructions feel good, that's when you have to do it. No, 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 no. You missed it. That's the lie of the devil. Because anything that feels good satisfies our flesh. Most of the things that feel good satisfy what? Our flesh. So if you are going to wait for a commandment of God to feel good for you, you miss the whole point. I can promise you, you are on your way to hell and you have no idea. I'm serious. I'm serious. There's a lot of convenient Christianity that people are getting into. But somebody, that, that will not be your story in the name of Jesus. I, I, love, I love what the Lord told Elijah. Elijah said, Father, look around. Everybody is compromising. Then the Lord told Elijah, Elijah, don't worry. I still have people who have not compromised. And I thank God that in Zoe Family Chapel, I can see sons and daughters who have not compromised their truth. Somebody say amen. Yeah. Yeah. Because this, this is a church that I tell people the truth and they still come. Amen. And I love it. I love it. I tell them the truth. And I don't lie to you. I tell them the truth. Yeah. Somebody said, there are many things I don't preach in the pulpit because I preach it individual one-on-one. Thank God that this is not like a thousand dollar church, a thousand people church. So I can know people. So I preach one-on-one. I talk to them. This, 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 this. He said, Pastor, I'm struggling. I said, God will help you. And then God helps them and they come out. Of, and they are not angry. That is what I love. So if, if, if you are compromising and I talk to you are angry, mean that very, the enemy has taken you, I have no idea. But I thank God that none of the people of everybody here has a heart that opens to the word of God. Somebody say amen. Yes. Yep. Obeying God's call, God's commands, even when it's inconvenient. You are crying, but you are doing it. <laughs> because you know it's the truth. Yes, it's the truth. Yeah. All right. Honoring God is walking in faith or walking in the spirit, right? Learning to cast all your cares upon him because you know that he can take care of you. And that is what I'll be preaching mainly today. 
Because the Lord told me that there are many people who are burdened. There are many who are carrying yokes. The enemy has thrown yokes. Things that they have not been trained to carry, the enemy has put it upon them. But today, what we're going to do corporately is going to throw back the thing on the one who is capable. And then you have to make a promise to yourself that if you throw back that thing on the, on the Lord, you're not going to carry it again. Amen. Yeah, you're not going to carry it again. Mark eleven twenty two. Jesus answered, have faith in God. For as surely I say unto you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the seas and does not doubt in his heart, but believe that the things he has says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say unto you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you have them and you, you re, re, uh, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Amen. Let's look at 24. Therefore, I'm saying unto you, whatsoever things you ask when you pray, believe that you have all, you receive them. Did we pray this morning? Did you pray about something? Okay, so some of you did not pray. I want to give you one second. I want to give you an opportunity to, to pray about Say whatsoever things you ask. Is there something that you want to ask the Lord this moment? I want to give you 10 seconds. Let's just bow our heads and just begin to pray. Just ask the Lord whatsoever things you desire. Whatsoever things you desire. Whatsoever things you desire. Whatsoever things you desire. You desire. You desire for divine alignment. In your own personal life, in your spiritual life, divine alignment in your home, in your children's life, divine alignment in your business, in your career. You are desiring whatsoever things you desire. You desire, you desire to fulfill your calling. There's a call upon your life that you have been struggling, your desire. Okay, okay, so good. Bible says, whatsoever things you desire, when you ask, oh wait, 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 wait a second, wait a second. Whatsoever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them. So believe that you have what? Receive them. Amen. The word receive, the Greek is lambano. It means I take it by force. It's not, like, it's not like I'm here, follow me. No, 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 no. Receive is like this is mine and I what? And I take it. So healing is mine, I want, and I take it. What's in my hand? An envelope. It's mine, and I want, and I take it. And I'm going to do what? And I'm going to use it to do what I want to do or whatever purpose it is for. So when you take your healing, what? You have it. Somebody say, I have it. When you take your deliverance, you have it. Somebody say, I have it. That's all. And what on what do you base this confidence on? My confidence is in God. Amen. My faith is in God. Hebrews 11, 6, back to the scripture again. For without faith, it is what? Impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to God must believe that God is what? Is real. That God deserves to be honored. That God deserves to be worshipped. That God deserves to be adored. You know, 
Today is Sunday, so I don't have time to read all those scriptures. But when you have time, read Psalm 78. Psalm 78. That's a very powerful scripture. Psalm 78. Bible says that the Lord did amazing miracles for the Israelites. Is it not true? He, he turned water into blood. And then caused hail. Destroyed the enemies. And none of his children were destroyed. Lifted the blood and the destroyer went through the land and then put the rest into, into two. And then David wanted water. He used um, a stick on the rock and the water came out of the rock. And you know what the guy said? They said that, okay, 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 God. You gave us water from the rock. But can you give us meat? Can you, can you give us meat? I mean, can you imagine water from the rock? Rio Grande part into two, and you walk in it. And then common meat. No, but that's what we do. That's what we do. That is what, what we do. There are some things that God has delivered us from. Many people are still struggling with it. I look at my life. I look at every year, January 1st, and I'll make a vow. I say, oh, Lord Jesus, if only you can deliver me from this bottle. And then I pray. And I throw away all my drink. I put it in the, in the drain. Never again. January 1st. January 15th. January 20. January 1st, January 15, I wouldn't even go near anywhere there's a club. January 20, 30, I'll go and then I'll drink water. And then the next day I'll go and drink soda. By February 1st, everything is gone. <laughs> and you see, I wasn't even a grown man. I was a teenager. And I was dangerous. Wasted my life away. And then for God to one day, someone say one day, one day, deliver me out of it, then I never even had a taste for it. If God can do something that I tried myself for years that I could not, then what more can he not do for me? But you know what Bible says? Bible says that when God had done this, they, they tested God and said, can God give us bread? And Bible says, because, they did, because of their own belief, they dishonored God. And God called what they did evil. And then their evil limited the hand of God. So I shared here a couple of days ago that, listen, unbelief to you, it might look like I'm just being human. But God takes it as a big insult. So anything you have to do to train yourself so you can have confidence in God, you have to. You must to. You have to. Because God takes it what? Serious. For without faith, without confidence in God, in the ability of God to change it without your own manipulations. See, many of us, we are, we are so smart for God. <laughs> That's our problem. We are too smart for God. 
We thank God for this information age. There are many, many information, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, there are certain things that only God can do. I saw a sharing testimony that you think that the husband will even come to church. Not only come to church, but serve in God's kingdom. There is nothing too hard for what? For God. Without faith, it is impossible. So, because some of these things please God, because God look at it, and then you, even yourself, you look at it and say, "No, nah, nah, this is God, this is God, this is God, no, 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 no. It wasn't, it wasn't my extreme makeover, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I see sometimes, so I see sometimes, so I see ladies, and then they put themselves under so much pressure." And you have to go and do some job over here, and job over here, and job over here. And then sometimes even God cannot recognize them because, ah, they didn't make this one. <laughs> you still love me? Yeah. Even if you love me, you don't love me. I know you love me. Yeah. You know you love me. God cannot recognize them. But you just stay true and pure to God. Amen. And let God. You see, because anything you use your effort to obtain it, you have to use your effort to sustain it. Yeah. But if God obtains it, oh, then God is obliged to do what? To take care of it. Amen. I tell this every time. The reason why I have sleepless, I have sleepless. My wife said, I love how you sleep. I said, How can I not sleep? How can I not sleep? When we have just heard the bad news, she, before she realized I was gone and I was snoring, she said, I like that. I said, yeah, what? And soon as I sleep for just 30 minutes, why would I not sleep? Because of this principle God wants me to share today, I've learned to put my confidence in God. Yeah. That I know that it doesn't matter what happens. When the whole story is done, my God will get glory out of my story. That I can look back and say, this is what God has done. It is impossible to please God without faith. Because faith honors God. Because faith is our absolute confidence in God. Like Paul, we can say that, I know whom I have believed, and I am convinced. Oh, I love Paul. I am convinced. I am convinced that anything I give to him, he can take care of it. Amen. When I was growing up, they used to say, we used to sing songs that I will give, I will give God my lifetime. If I give God my lifetime, He will take care of me. He'll never, never let me down. So, 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 so when I give my life unto God, I know that he will do what? He will take care of what? Of me. When I give my children over unto God, when I give their future unto God, I know that God will do what? Will take care of what? Of them. I'm convinced that Anything that I give to him, he can what? He can take care of it. And that is why we dedicate children unto God. That's why I want to challenge you parents. 
Don't, don't, don't let your children stay home. Carry them. Even if they are angry, carry them. Let them stay here angry. It's better than they staying home. I'm, I'm telling the truth. There is something that the word of God does. It gets into you without you knowing. Even you look at your life. Look at how you have changed. You don't know how you changed. You don't know how. I look at my and I say, wow, me, how did I change? See, because God has a way of doing things without us. So that we can know that the power that is at work is not us, but it's God. Dedicate your children unto God. Dedicate them. Say, I give my, I dedicate, we, we don't baptize children over here. We dedicate them unto God. In the dedication, dedication you are saying that I make a commitment to do my part to raise my children in the ways of God. And then when I do my part, God is obliged to do what? To do his part. Amen. Yeah. That's, that's your part. You do your part, and you do you, and let God do him. Oh, I love Paul. Let me read some scriptures for you. Acts 27 verse 19. Are you there with me? On the third day, we threw the ship's tackle overboard with, all our, with our own hands. Oh, yes. Now, when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days, and no small tempest beat on us. Oh, mercy. Have you been there before? The last, the last sentence. Are you there with me? Can you read with me? What did he say? The last one. After the comma, what did he say? All hope that we will be saved was finally what? Giving up. You are in the midst of the sea. There is a big storm. And then these were expert fishermen or sailors. And they've tried everything. They took their resources and dumped it into the ocean. Did everything that they knew. And Bible says, after we have tried everything... And giving up every hope of, say, of being saved. That means that at that point, they was like, now I'm ready to die. That's a time when if you have cell phone, you begin to test your loved ones. I love you. And I wish you all the best. And take care of the children for me. And then, and then that's when you begin to write your will. And that's where some believers... That's the position some believers are. And the Lord sent me today to tell you that it's not over. Somebody say it's not over. Amen. Somebody say it's not over. But after long abstinence from food, then Paul stood. You see, okay, okay, okay. Paul, Paul did not talk after watching CNN and analyzing the Democratic or the Republican primaries. Amen. After long abstinence from what? Food. Okay, let me ask you this. Is this in the New Testament? So how come New Testament believers who follow Paul don't want to do what Paul does? Oh, we're under grace, so we don't fast. Since when? Paul says the grace of God on my life was greater than everybody's. But Paul was fasting. And that is why this week, after this evening's 
um, hot dogs. Monday, we are fasting. So if you like, eat all the hot dogs you want. Monday to Friday, we are what? We are fasting. See, you cannot see clearly when you are eating and eating. I'm telling the truth. I'm talking from experience. Yes, every day we are praying, every day we are not. But see, when you are fasting, your spirit is more alert than when you have, you, you eat, I mean, um, in the morning you got a big oatmeal, eggs and bacon, all those things. I mean, you are heavy, you are walking, you think about your food and then you are burning. You can't get any signal from heaven, I can promise you that. You can pick some, some signs here and there. But real communication that will bring you out of trouble, it takes what? Abstinence from what? From food. So this week, and as usual, anytime we are going to have prayer and fast, I'm debating as a pastor. Do we meet on the phone or what? The Lord said, no, no, no. Open the church. Seven to eight. Those who want to pray must come. Those who don't want to pray, you can't do anything about it. So I'll be here. Oh, no, no, uh, for the morning, the church is always open in the morning. Monday to Thursday is always open. So you can come and pray if you want to. But in the evening, 7 to 8, I'm here. You join me. You, if you don't come, I'm praying myself. Because, you see, what I need, I know most of you don't need what I need. Because where I am, tell the truth, where I am, I've given up every human hope of being saved. Unless God comes in, it will not happen. Because the things that I'm battling with right now, if I'm going to do eating and drinking, before I realize, I'll eat and drink my destiny away. And I know there are many people in this house, the things that you are battling with, it is not crying. It's not somebody coming and putting their hands on you and saying that, oh, pobrecito. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. It is life and death. And you have tried everything human possible. And now you have given up every hope of being saved. So the only way you're going to be saved is what? Is by the supernatural. So abstain from this. And I've given you all the prayer topics. We'll look at it before we go. Monday to Sunday, there are prayer topics every day. Kabbalah, you are praying. And those of you who have not yet received baptism of the Holy Ghost, today, if you desire, you're going to get it before you leave. Because you need that to pray. You need to activate that language to pray. Very, very, very important. Very, very important. For me, I'll make myself available. You have to desire it so you can receive it. Amen. So Paul said, man, you should have listened to me and not have sailed. Right? But now I'm urging you to do what? To take heart. If you have faith in God, you speak. And you don't speak when everything is okay. You speak when things are not okay. So that the words of God that you declare will bring what? Solution. Listen. There is power in words. Especially when it's a faith-filled word. Because faith doesn't come from your intuition. It comes from what? It comes from God. Yeah. 
So when you release a faith-filled word, what you have done is you have released God to begin work for you. Amen. Yeah. Anytime you release faith, words, you are telling God, now begin to work. Now I give you permission. Now begin to work. You realize in the beginning, the whole world was chaotic. But God what? When the spirit came in and faith was released, and then God what? Spoke. And then when he spoke, the word what? It came to being. So this is not the time for you to magnify your problem. It's the time for you to go before God in this one week of prayer. And then as the Lord gives you your word, it doesn't matter whether you feel it or not. It doesn't matter whether it makes sense or not. Because when God gives you something, it will not make sense. It might look impossible. But remember Ephesians 3.20. God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly what? Above what you can imagine or what would. Or what you can declare. So Paul spoke. Paul spoke. And every time you are speaking, there is power in words. You are either speaking defeat or you are speaking what? Victory. So that's my question to you. What are you speaking? When you are speaking defeat, you are talking from your flesh. It means that too much tacos and menudos, you have to change diet and get into the word and get into prayer and get into worship. Too much uh, quarter legs chicken, too much barbecue, too much hot dogs and chips. It's time to shift language. Why? Because what you put in is what you're going to what? put out. So when you have a dream and you are being chased by cows, it means you ate too much meat. That's my interpretation. Change your diet. Tell your neighbor, change your diet. Tell your neighbor, change your diet. This week, we are shifting and we are picking on spiritual technology. Getting into the things of heaven. Getting into the word. Getting into prayer. Getting into worship. We want to sanitize our spirit. And then detox ourselves. From every junk we've gathered from January, we fasted in January, and after fasting, hey, now it was all the way to Valentine. Now Valentine is over. <laughs> so all the chocolate and all the I love you, I love you, love you, love you, all those are over. Now, between now is the next holiday is Easter, resurrection. So that's sacrifice. Yes, sacrifice. Yeah, I'm serious. And I'm telling this, I'm telling this. I know there's a voice telling you that, oh, don't mind this guy. He's just, he's just blowing hot air. I know. But listen, if you listen to me, your life will never be the same. Amen. When men are saying that there's a casting down, when men are depressed and oppressed, it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean that you don't go through what they go through. But because you have a different mentality, because you have eaten a different diet, you don't talk like they talk. Input, output. Input, output. What you put in is what you're going to get out. So what are you putting in? Yeah. This week, spiritual input. So we can get spiritual what? Output. Now I urge you to take heart. Don't be troubled. For there will be no loss of life. Hey, Paul, are you out of your mind? 
Are you out of your mind? We are, you, who are you? You are just a preacher. And as a matter of fact, you are even a prisoner. <laughs> who are you to tell us experienced sailors that there will be no loss of life when we have given up? Listen, these are times where it's going to take those who have been to God to begin to declare things that even the expert will not understand. We believe expect too much because we live in the natural. And there's nothing wrong with expect. We thank God for their lives. We thank God for what they do. But they have a limit. You go to the doctor. Doctor says that we have done this, we have done this, we have done this. And this all that we can do. There's nothing we can do. And then you say that because the doctor says it, that's it. No, 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 sir, no, sir, no, sir. There is one, the doctors are just maintaining the body. There's one who made the body. He's the dealer. He's the owner. So if you have a problem, you go to the owner and the dealer, and then he manufacture new parts for you. Amen. Yeah. I share with you here. When my doctor said that where I am, I'm on a downward trend, I said, no worry. I know the one. You see, I have an inside information. The one who made me, he has spare parts. So if one organ is broken, I just go and then what? He does a transplant. Take away the old and put a new and have brand new. Someone say brand new. Brand new. Now, all these things doesn't come because you sat down and you ate. It comes because you spend time and agonizing in the presence of your father. Yes. You travel in prayer. Yes. The Lord, when you have time, read James chapter 5. James chapter 5. Read from 13 to 17. James chapter 5, 13 to 17. It says that anyone who is sick, um, anybody who is happy, let him sing. Anyone who is sick, let him pray. And then it talks about the prayer of faith. The Bible says that Elijah was a man like you and I. But then he prayed that there should be no rain. And then there was no rain. Then he prayed there should be rain and there was what? There was rain. The Bible has a secret. The Bible says because the effectual or the effective fervent agonizing Prayer of the righteous gives answers. So if your prayer is not bringing answers, question is, are you agonizing? Or you are just chick flaying and prayer? chick flaying and prayer? No. no. Amen. And where, where was Paul's confidence coming from? Listen. Listen. And where is my confidence coming from? When I tell you that it is well, when I tell you that there will be no losses, where is my confidence coming from? Listen to Paul. For there stood by me this evening an angel of the Lord to whom I belong and whom I do what? I serve. So do you know why it is important that you serve God? So when the enemy hinders you from serving, he's hindering you from angelic interactions. Uh, I'm preaching next month already this month. Listen, listen. Anyone who tells you that you are saved, so live like that and you go to heaven. No, no, no. He's denying you of a higher interactions with God. The angel of whom I, God of the God whom I do what? I serve. Service to God. 
very, very important. That's what my service sermon, so I'll preach ahead. He says that don't be afraid, Alfred, for you will be brought before Caesar, and indeed, God has granted you all those who sail with you. Do you see the importance of one righteous man? Don't let anybody tell you that, ah, no. See, there are some people, there are some people in your family, eh? they are only alive because of you. Yeah. So if not for nothing, if not for nothing, just because of your children and those connected to you, serve God. If for nothing, if for nothing, just because of your generation, serve God. Saying, therefore take heart. Oh, 25, are you there with me? Therefore take heart, Zoe Family Chapel. For what? I believe God that it will be just as what he told me. Amen. Amen. Are you out of your mind, Paul? The storm is boisterous. It's a hurricane. And then you are on the ocean. And then even sailors have given up hope of, being living, of living. And then you come with a word. Listen, listen. Don't wait till your circumstance change before you speak. Speak to your condition. Amen. That I believe that God says that I will be the head and not the tail. So I declare it. That God says that uh, he wishes above all things that I live in health and I prosper. So I speak for health upon my body. It doesn't matter what the diagnosis is. It doesn't matter how I feel. Uh, I decree that I am healed and well. In the name of Jesus of God, uh, that every arrow thrown against me is diverted. Uh, I believe God that it shall be just as he said it. So speak the word of God. Speak the mind of God. It doesn't matter who likes you. It doesn't matter. You see, because when you lift the word, the word will encounter a, 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 a challenge. But as you lift the word, that thing that is hindering you will give away. Just imagine Joseph. If he, had not, if he was not foolish enough to believe that God would come through for him. When he met resistance by Potiphar's wife, he would have given in. But he says, no, 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 no. God has shown me. I'm going to be a big ruler. And everybody, and you, all oh, these younger girls, you're all going to bow down to me. You, this Potiphar's wife, that you, now you are throwing your waist like that. No, 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 I don't need you. I don't need you. Because God has shown me something bigger that is coming. And then any resistance Joseph faced, he had the word in front of him. The word in front of him. The word in front of him. You speak the word. It doesn't matter what you feel, what you don't feel. You speak the word. It doesn't matter your experience. Why? Because sooner or later, your experience will line up with what? With the word of God. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you. This message I'm bringing you, I might not say that, say it a lot, but that's what the Lord is telling me to tell the church. Why? Because I had my own sermon prepared already. All I had to do was polish and polish and come and give you six points. The Lord says, no, 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 no. There are people who are dealing with issues and their problem is they are not honoring me in faith. Because when they meet a problem, they exalt their problem above me. 
but I want to do a work in their life. And my hands are tied. They are not living the kingdom life. Why? Because every challenge they meet, they let the challenge beat them. But I want you to strengthen their hands so that they can overcome every challenge of the enemy. And it's preaching today, leading them into fasting on Monday. Practicals. I didn't even think about it. I just, I just said, said the connection right now. Preaching today faith. If you believe in what God has said tomorrow, you close your fridge. You close the kitchen. Say kitchen close. Kitchen close. Listen. See, for some of you, you must even let your children fast. I'm telling you. You know, I don't say this as a, as a pastor. I always say that let the children eat. But I'm saying for some of you, you have to let the children fast. If you feel led, let the children fast. Why? Because when Jonah went into Nineveh, it wasn't only adults who fasted. It was adult children and then cats and dogs. No food. Hey! Yeah, 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 yeah. This is that we are not eating, no dog, no lizard, nothing is eating, nobody. And Bible says God saw them. See, God, Bible says God is a man who looks at actions. Anybody who tells actions is not important, he's lying. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. Anybody who tells us that we're going to heaven and then once we go to heaven, we're all going to get rewarded, he said, that person is lying to you. No, 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 no. <laughs> listen. That person is lying to you. I will not lie to you as your pastor. Jesus said that, behold, I am coming quickly. And my reward is, is what? It's with me. And I'm going to give everybody according to as they have done with their body. So what you have done in the flesh is important. That's what God is going to reward you. I'll preach eschatology again. Don't worry. I'll preach again. For those who miss the sermon, I'll preach again. Because we are living here as if there's the end. No, 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 no. There's an account to give for the life we have lived over here. Very, very important. Very, very, very important. There is an account to give for the life that we are what? We are living right here. Very, very important. So let's go back to my story. Right? Right? So, so after Paul, after Paul had preached this powerful sermon that I'm preaching, what did Paul tell them? He says that now I'm telling you, Cast your cares unto the Lord. So I'm here to tell you that your problem with what will not kill you. If I be a man of God, the Lord is telling me to tell you, Zoe Family Chapel, that what you are going through will not destroy you. Amen. That it might look like it's over. Because certain things that you trusted in seem like they are falling apart. But the Lord tell me to tell you that this is just the beginning of greater things. Because his wind is blowing in. And it's a wind of change. And when the wind of change is coming, you are not familiar with it. Take it into some unfamiliar waters. But the Lord says that he will bring you safely to the other end. Amen. I wish I can get to the end of the sermon. Bible says that when all was said and done, when all was said and done, some went out in boats. Some swam across. But all of them made this safely to the shore. Oh, Kabora Diaz and the labor. You will make it safely to the shore. You will make it safely to the shore. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Some had 
um, cancer, somehow, whatever it is, but they all made it as the Lord promised. So you might be going through whatever you're going through, but the Lord says you will make it to the other side. So if you believe what I said and you said amen and I saw you raise your hand, what do you have to do? What do you do? Cast your cares on what? Everything that seems like a burden, do what? Cast it onto the Lord. So it means that after next week's prayer, then the next Sunday you can know what you can begin to eat. <laughs> Don't use that excuse because I preach this, you are going home and eat. No, 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 no. We are fasting. <laughs> we are fasting. Acts 27:33. And as the day was about to dawn, Paul implored them to take food, saying, Today is the 14th day. You have waited for how many days? 14 days. You have not even waited for one day. You want to eat again. Huh? You have waited and continued without food and eating nothing. Therefore, I beg you, take nourishment for this for your survival. Since not a hair, oh, come with us. Since not a hair will fall from your head of any of you. You're not even going to lose a hair. That means this hair that looks almost done is going to grow again. <laughs> oh, Jesus. One of these, you guys should be surprised. Supernatural, come and you have an, have an afro over there. You say, oh, what happened? It's just the grace of God. Amen. Because God is not true with me. Amen. God is not true with me. Then when he had said these things, he took bread, gave thanks to God. And in the presence of all the more, he began to break it. Right? And they were all encouraged. And then they all started eating. Casting your cares on what? That means that you don't have to live with a sad face so that everybody will know your story. Yeah. You don't have to look for sympathy from men anymore. Because God has settled you. First Peter 5, 6. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in the proper time. And the proper time is what? It's right now. And casting all your anxieties on him. Why? Because he does what? He cares for you. Your anxieties. Your worries. What am I going to eat? What's going to happen? Am I going to get married? That's a single lady's uh, issue. Am I go you're going to get married. Somebody say amen to that. Amen. He will exhort you at the what? At the proper time. He will bring you the proper woman... He'll bring you the proper word, man. And you don't have to shorten things so that you can push God. Somebody say, man. Amen. Says that be sober, be on what? On alert. Because your adversary, the word adversary is somebody who wants to take something from you. He hates your progress. That's what adversary means. Someone who hates your progress, right? His name is called the devil. And Bible says he's prowling around like a lion. He's not a lion, but he's like what? A lion seeking for somebody to make a mess out of their life. But Bible says do what? Resist him. The devil wants you to take you onto depression, onto suicide mode, onto, onto a life of despondency like I have nothing and I'm nobody. No, no, you are somebody and you are something. You are precious. And the Lord says it's not over. All science says it's over, but the law says what? It's not over. So what do you have to do? Resist the devil. If he comes in tomorrow, throw his junk out at him. 
laugh in his face. Tell him, devil, you might think you got me, but if I know God right, this will turn up for a testimony. Oh, Jesus. If you know the God I know, then I'm here to tell you that anything the devil plans against you actually is determined for what? For your success. So resist him steadfastly because everybody is going through what? The same thing. Nobody is exempt. Nobody. The pastor is not exempt. The pastor has to use his faith. That's why I'm teaching you faith. Resist him. Resist him. Resist him. Live a worry-free life. Matthew eleven twenty-eight. Come unto me, all ye who labor and have heavy word laden, and God will give you what? Rest. Why, why, why are you heavy laden? Why, why are you carrying burdens? The Lord says, give it to me. Amen. Then he says that, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. The problem, the reason why you are not you are carrying your load. You are not learning from the Lord. Because if you learn his ways, you learn not to carry your burdens anymore. Oh, you know God is so good to, to fail. Oh, no, no, no. Listen. I've tried him. I've tested him. He's too good to fail. Yeah. Every time. Men, 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 as usual, men will always disappoint you. Let me tell you the truth. If there's one thing about men, it's disappointment. Because we are, I mean, we are fallible. Yeah. I'm not talking about men like men. I mean, human beings. Yeah. We are prone to failing. Oh, someone just said, no, no, I'm talking about men. I'm talking about everybody. Women. <laughs> everybody. Yeah. We will disappoint you. Any, anyone, the Bible says that, that's the Bible says that curse is anyone who puts his confidence in a man. Yeah. 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 As, um, if for nothing, serving the Lord for these past years, I've seen, I've seen people who you think that, I mean, they're going to serve in a church for 100 years because the way they say things, and before you realize, they are gone. Now, so how do you learn as a pastor to keep moving on? Because you learn not to trust in man, but in God. Amen. You learn. You learn. So learn of the Lord. That the Lord alone is what? Is my refuge and what? And my fortress. My God in whom what? I will trust. I will trust. The Lord, my confidence is in him. Philippians 4 says that be anxious for nothing. Right? By what? But in everything. By what? Prayer and what? With what? Thanksgiving. Cultivate the heart of thanksgiving. Father, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you that my boyfriend said he doesn't love me anymore. I thank you. Why? Because he's crazy. He doesn't know what he's losing. Now, you see, if you are confident of who you are and what God has for you, then if somebody walks out of your life, it's for your gain, not for them. Amen. Somebody say, I know who I am. You know, I am. know your value. Yeah. I bring value. No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a wastage. No, 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 no. I bring value. So if you walk out of my life, I keep my value. Amen. I'm valuable. Yes, yes. Our sons and daughters are valuable. 
We don't have to allow any man or any woman to treat them anyhow. Yes. You don't have to allow yourself to be treated anyhow. But with thanksgiving, oh, Father, thank you. Because you have delivered me from this evil trap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen. If somebody who has not even lived with you can't stand you, they can imagine when they live with you, they will kill you. You didn't get that, right? Okay. You go and pray about what I said, and you'll see what I mean. (laughs) With thanksgiving, because thanksgiving says that, Father, you are in control of everything. My life is what is in your hands. You have ordered my days, and you know what is best for me. So if you take something out, it's for my good. And the peace of God, which passes every human understanding, then will do what? Will keep your heart. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with what? All your heart. And do not lean on your own word. Understanding. When you are lean on your understanding, that's where you get angry and bitter. But if you trust in the Lord that God is working something, then you allow people to become people and allow God alone to be God. God is the only one who cannot disappoint you. Oh my goodness. Do not lean on your understanding. All of your ways, acknowledge him. What do you acknowledge? Honor him. What do you honor him? Father, I don't understand it, but I give you thanks anyhow. Because I've learned this from you. You never take out unless you're about to give. Yeah. 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 Oh, Lord Jesus. So what do you do? Keep your eyes on him. Somebody say, keep your eyes on him. Second Corinthians 4.16, therefore, do not lose heart. Even though your outward man is what? It's perishing. Even though you are in pain from disappointment. Oh, Lord, I love it. It's okay. (laughs) Even though my outward man is perishing. Oh, Lord, I give my all. It's okay. Why? Because your inward man is what? It's being renewed what? Day by day. Because the broken heart that you are facing right now Because the disappointment you are facing right now, because the thing that you are under right now is working actually to bring something glorious out of your life. Amen. So as I was sharing the testimony, she walked into this house about seven years ago, heartbroken, dejected, pregnant. Not knowing what's going to happen. And what do you tell somebody like that as a pastor? Tell him what I'm telling you. Take your eyes off from your troubles and put your eyes on God. Because the temporal challenges you're going through, believe me, they're going to work out for eternal glory. 
Fast forward seven years. How many years? Seven years. So sometimes you have to give God what? Time. It didn't happen overnight. So give God what? Time. Seven years. Some heartaches. True or not true? Some tears in between. True or not true? But if you even let those things begin to work out, God can put all those things to bring out what? Something what? Glorious. Wow, we don't look at what we are seeing. We look at the unseen things because those things are much more real than what we're experiencing. 